Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA FanCast. Today on MMA Fancast, I am joined by Thomas, the Sandman Pal, who's coming off a big win for Ring of Combat um, just a couple weeks ago. Thomas, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? It's an honor to be on the show, man. It's great to have you on. Uh, you had a great win against a tough opponent that was actually on a three-fight win streak. So let's jump into that fight. You were coming off a loss. You've kind of gone back and forth, wins and losses in your pro career. Um, mm -hmm. And so what what led you to take a fight against a guy who was on a three-fight win streak, um, that, you know, a week and a half ago? Um, and, 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 and all honestly, like, I, I feel as though I wasn't coming off of a loss. I feel as though I was coming off of a, a very big win, you know, <laughs> um, against a UFC veteran, George Sullivan. Um, and I took that fight on, um, on, on four days notice, you know, um, because I've been training, I've been in the gym. I, I, I never really slacked off, you know, um, and, and my opinion and a lot of, um, other people's opinions, I was, I was actually arrived of that victory. So the momentum from that, from that fight was, was still rolling because in my mind, I won that fight and in everybody else's mind, um, I won that fight as well. So. Um, with that being said, man, I, I just I just thought like high risk, high rewards, and um, no disrespect to my opponent, I saw him, I saw his fights, and um, I just I, I felt within myself that I'm I'm better, you know what I mean? I'm 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 better. I train harder. I want it more. You know, my desire is 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 burning inside of me. I'm young, so and 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 my coaches too, man. They they definitely did play a big part in me. You know, just taking that fight. You know, I showed it to. To my jiu-jitsu coach, um, Tom Garrison, I showed it to Sam Morpisa, and um, they was like, "Man, you you have a lot of talent, so and I believe you could beat this guy." So with that being said, man, I just took it and ran with it. Well, and and your answer had two things in it, um, two different scenarios, but were very similar, which is the the mindset of a fighter, and and you pointed it out twice very quickly, Tom. One was the mindset of a fighter where it was still a win, one, because you performed great against a UFC veteran and a decision loss is always tough. You know, anytime the, the judges are making a decision, I always think I've seen the worst judge decision go the wrong way and then you see another one, right? I'm sure as a fighter, yeah. you've watched fights and been like, how did that happen? You know, so, um, yep. and then you brought up how your mindset was still, I want it, I'm growing, I'm young, I can do this, and not letting the loss on paper, you know, the fact that it's technically a loss, defeat you mentally. And that's such a big mental game. And then the other part was also mental, taking a guy who's on a bit of a streak. But like you said, you don't see it as a streak. You see it as that's a guy I can take. That's a guy I uh, match up well against. 
So that's great. Let's do because we're gonna we're gonna do quite a bit, which I'm very excited because you got a lot of things going on. I've got lots of questions. Um, but let's start with what I call after action review, which is a, a military term just for you know post fight type thing. So the fight was about a week and a half ago. You won by decision, but a win by decision doesn't really tell us much because that could be anything. So if you could give us maybe a quick round by round, just how were you feeling on the th- in the three rounds and kind of how did it go for you? Were there any surprises? How did it work out? You know, if you could just give us maybe a round by round breakdown on your most recent uh, on your most recent win. Yeah, most definitely. Um, first round, um, you know, came out there. Um, it wasn't much of a filling out process because he's he, he's 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 pretty seasoned. You know, he had like twelve, thirteen fights, and um, and so he 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 came out there ready to to to, to scrap. So um, he came out there. He just everything that we worked on. You know what I mean? Throw a kick, and when he threw the kick, got my foot out the way and. Um, clinched up. I threw a straight left, straight left, right hook, and um, we clinched up from the clinch. I just took him down, man. And um, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, that's pretty much how the whole first round went. Pick him up, slammed okay. him, and um, just picked him up and just, just just treated him like a baby, man. You know, like he was like a child to me in there. He wasn't as you know strong or heavy as i thought he was going to be once i felt him in a clinch so i'm like oh wow and and um though he was a wrestler he's been wrestling his whole life and he teaches kids how to wrestle and stuff like that all respect to him for that um mm-hmm. i don't i don't i didn't i didn't feel it i didn't feel it man i felt as though i could control him on the ground and like i say 95 percent of the whole fight man that's that's basically it second round um came out um sam actually told me i got head butted i thought um i got caught with a right hand in the second round but it really wasn't i was, it was a head butt that that rang my bell a little bit and i'm like oh shit oh snap when he told me that but um yeah um he he had butted me in the second round and um closed the distance once he closed the distance i took him down once again every time you know we clinch up it, it would just be a takedown and um Third round, I, I I when I really got my hands on him, like I wanted to do the whole fight was a was a three piece. Caught him with a three piece, and um, he shot in. He got a he finally got a takedown, and um, I reversed yeah. it, and um, put him on his back once again, man. And I, I took him down probably like nine, ten times that fight, a wrestler. So, you know, I feel as though like everything everything is is, is pretty much is it's solidified. There will be people out there who will try to test my skills on the ground. But um, sure. from this fight, man, I, they 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 know now that Thomas Fowler is just not this knockout artist that everybody make me out to be. I'm 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 a pretty well-rounded individual in this game, you know. Well, it's great to hear you say that because one of the things that can be so hard in a, in a young career, you're still young. We'll talk about your AMI career and how quickly you went from amateur to pro. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, but it, to always be wanting to grow because one of the things that is so sort of um alluring in mma is if you've got that one hitter quitter that you just live and die by that but we've seen a lot of guys at the highest level they they don't develop their whether it's wrestling takedown or defense of some type until it's too late and then they get and then they get outworked by other people. So it's great that you're working on all aspects of your fight game. Um, you mentioned your size. You fight at 185, but you're you're a big 185. You were talking about your strength and 
and, and your ability to control him. Is that something that you always have or is this special in this fight? Um, it's, it's something that I always had. Um, I actually used to fight at 170 um, in my in my amateur career, and I feel as though now that I'm up at 185, a lot of my opponents take a look at that. You know, they're like, "Oh, he's a small guy. He used to fight at 185." At times, I'll even weigh in at 168. So um, on paper, that appears like I'm I'm, I'm a really small guy, but <laughs> when you meet me in person, is is like a whole different story, you know. Um, and like for this fight, I train, I train differently. You know, I, I heard like a lot of different um, stuff, like meat really slows you down. So I, I really, I cut out the meat. So um, I just wow. practically went vegan for this fight, man. And, and, and I felt great. I felt really strong. I felt fast. And um, though he was a big guy, but his size didn't fight for him. He had to fight for his size in there. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't feel as though I really did anything very special or so so much mm-hmm. different for this fight except for just cutting out the meat man i was about it were you still doing eggs when you say cut out meat did you oh, do yeah, eggs definitely. For, okay yeah that was so actually that my diet first? man yeah yeah that was my diet i'll eat like six boiled eggs in the morning you know drink some orange juice i i, I did sure. it i didn't do it you know so perfect but you know i did it you know <laughs> I didn't know exactly. We're the what first person. You're the first person I, I've interviewed that brought that brought up some, you know, some nutrition change and that you felt a response from it because a lot of times you do things and try things and it's not always going to work. Speaking about uh, a change, um, you are training with Sammy O, who's a fairly legendary fighter in his own right out of the Philadelphia area professional record is 12 and three. So uh, a really good record. And he runs and trains and does, does a lot there in Philly. So talk to us about uh, what you're doing with Sammy O or Pizia and how's that going and what's going on with, with him? Oh man, Sam, Sam, Sam. Um, Just started working with Sam, man. Big, 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 big shout out to that guy, man. He's, he's, like in 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 the little bit of time that we've been working together is is is, is a huge chemistry there, you know. Um, I first first um got to know Sam through um Joe Joseph um Joey Piper body bag yeah body bag um, body bag Piper yeah, yeah. shout out to him too yeah Absolutely. um first got to know him through him and um we used to train and he was like, yo, bro, Sam, Sam likes you. And you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, yo, I like Sam too. So definitely we could get together and do something. And, um, so I give them a call and he was like, you know what? Gave me his rules, his regulations, like things that he likes and, and, and dislikes. And that guy, man, he's, he's, man, he's like a genius to me, man. I, I look at him and he just, he, he breaks down, he breaks it down to a point where even like somebody who had, who's very like low on comprehension skills will be able to comprehend what he's saying. You know what I mean? Um, very he, well spoken he, there. Yeah. yeah. Low <laughs> on comprehension skills. Well, well said. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's, um, it, it, it's really an honor, man. I feel as though working with him, my game is, is, is about to elevate, is about to go to a whole nother level. I didn't really get to display everything or even some of it in that fight, but man, these guys are in trouble. They're they're in big trouble, man. Um, 
working with Sam. And and what I like about the whole situation is that he's he's not just a coach. He's also a mentor. He always tells me, Thomas, man, anything you need, you know, you could call me, you could talk to me. And truth be told, that's that's something that 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 um a lot of young fighters they don't really have in this game, man. Mentors. It's okay to have a coach, but to have a mentor is a is is different. It's really different because um. I really didn't know much in this game. I, and I still don't know much at all. This is just something, you know, I just ha- I just happened to, to drop into. But, um, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's definitely helping me, man. He's helping me through this game, and he's, he's helping me through life as well. Well, and you, you talk about him mentoring, and I think in general mentors are very important, as you said, particularly in a professional athlete sense because the lows are very low and the highs are very high, and usually professional athletes – struggle with both, right? They go on a skid, something happens, whether it's football, whether it's whatever sport it is, and they just go down and down. Or we've seen at at the absolute height might be the worst, right? Where things are going well, and then we see decisions outside of the cage. We've even heard that um, Conor McGregor is coming back and that he signed a three-fight deal or something and how he's kind of admitting that, that getting so high and getting so popular and not needing to fight and having millions of dollars he got out of control, you know, on some of the outside stuff. So uh, shout out to Sam. Now, one of the things that Sam is starting to do is Sam himself is retired now and he's a coach, but he's also doing like a redevelopment um, of, of some really kind of rough sections in Philadelphia. And he's a, um, he renovates buildings and does all that type stuff. And he also kind of tries to train. And this is, this is something that Sam puts out there. He tries to give fighters, a business sense and, and what's that like for you? Cause he talks about how fighters oftentimes end their careers and have no real like marketable skills other than fighting and how that often leads to poor choices and, and emotional stuff. So what's that like? And, um, and, and do you have like a path with that or is that something you're still developing with Sam? Um, yeah, this is something that, that, you know, we're it's still, it's still under development. Um, but yeah, definitely, man. And I understood like when he first told me that, I, I understood exactly where he was coming from with that. You always want something to show, you know what I mean? You don't want to retire with, with, with nothing, you know, because you got to, I feel as though we're doing this not for us. We're mostly doing this for the next generation. You know, we're doing this for our children, and our family, you know, um, us as men, like I, I feel as though we could, we could, live in a cardboard box who could live in a jungle but it's not about that you know it's about the kids and it's about the family so um i want to i definitely want to leave something behind and i'm so happy that he's he's into that because um i have i have big plans man this is like it, 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 this it, the, the plans that i have in my head man they man it, it's just in my head for now you know what i mean it's just in my head for now sure and, sure and um, I'm I'm just super happy to have you know his state of mind and my state of mind is 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 going to be something special. It definitely is going to be something special, man. Well, you mentioned, and that that's great to to constantly be developing the person you are, not just the fighter you are, because you're a man, you're a father. You're telling me you have a five year old daughter, so congratulations on that. And what's that in a practical sense? What's that like? training wise and dealing with schedules and you know kids you know their schedules are unique and challenging so how is it working around her schedule and being a dad for her and and being with her i know she's there right now in the background which is great and so what's it what's it like being a professional fighter with 
with a with a kid that you're also obviously super committed and focused because it's all about priorities. Oh man, it's it, 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 it's, it's it's something special, man. I can't really like you know describe it unless somebody is going through it or you know they are going they they have gone through it. But it's 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 so special to me, man. You know, some people say, "Oh, family weakens a man," especially in this sport. But no, not 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 from my perspective. Family like her. She she strengthens me, you know what I mean? Like on my days, you know, we all have those days where we don't want to go to the gym. We have we trained three times already. We don't want to go for the fourth session. I think about my daughter, man. And um sure. I, because she saved my life, believe it or not, man. She she definitely she saved my life, man. And um the least I could do is to, you know, not have her go through, you know, the my background, what I went through. You know, I want to sure. give her the life and, and teach her the things that I never knew. You know, um, it's just, it's, it's so motivating, man. It's so motivating, man. It's, it's, it's like, I really don't know how to describe it, bro. Like before my fights, man, I just think about her, you know, she's my screensaver on my phone. I look at my phone and I see the look in her eyes when she see me, man. Is that somebody like who could just never stay upset with you? She's so innocent, so innocent, man. And, um, I'm, 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 I'm willing to die in there for her, man. And that's just, you know, I know everybody says that, you know, I'm ready to die, I'm ready to die, but I'm I'm ready to die in there for my little girl. You know what I mean? I'm re- I'm willing to die trying to provide the life that she deserves. You know what I mean, bro? So it's, it's a crazy absolutely. schedule, yeah, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm in love with do it, you, man. Like, do you have a job, schedule-wise, do you have a job that you also do? Or yeah, are man. you full? Okay, so what's your what do you do? What's your day job, so to speak? I'm also a, um, a bouncer, okay. uh, a security guard at a club. So it's it's pretty tough, you know, that we 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 don't um get to yeah. spend the night together all the time. And um, we used to do what two weeks and two weeks. Now I have her on the weekend. Every weekend I make sure I pick her up, man. And um, sure. one thing I don't do is I don't I don't I don't work on Sundays. So I get to spend the night with her on Sunday. You know what I mean? Drop her sure. off to school in the morning. And um, give her a hug, walk her to class, give her a kiss, tell her goodbye. I will pick you up again. I pick her up on Fridays after school, and then um, she spends the day with me, and I drop her off um to a family member. She stays there. I go see her on um Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday, pick her up. She she, and then we just spend the night, man. This this right here, she's she's my angel, man. <laughs> and I'm thankful to God he, he blessed me with her, man. That's wonderful. That, well, and it's great to hear. And that's, I think, that the, the hardest part in life isn't what you do in the cage. It's what you do outside of the cage because anybody can string together a good 15 minutes, but it's the years and all the months and all the effort you're going to put into being her father and also who you are as a person that's actually more valuable than just what you do in the cage. Sounds like you have it. Do you want to say, and I, I'm not putting you on the spot because obviously – this is this is going to be out there. Do you want to say a little bit about your background, or is that something that you're you don't really talk about? Because you you made some references to some rough stuff that she pulled you out of that you know she saved your life, and you don't want her to have the background you did. So do you want to do you talk about that stuff, or do we leave yeah, that man, for another I day? I don't, I don't I don't I don't mind at all, man. Um, okay. my background. Um, where I'm from, I'm 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 I'm. I'm 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 a Liberian man, you know, um from 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 Monrovia, Liberia. Um sure. and um we 
I just, you know, glory to God, you know, I happen to, to I'm, I found myself in America here now, but um, back home, man, it, it, it's a rough, it's a very rough place, man. And um, sure. right now, it, it's, it, there's no jobs, man. I think it's like the fourth poorest nation in the world, man. And and it's sad to say that because Africa, Africa is, is, is what, what the, the richest continent. And um, we're just not using our resources correctly, but um, Liberia is, we had a, a civil war, 1990 civil war, April 6th war. And um, a lot of people died during that war. A lot of people fled the war. And um, since that day, since those days, our, our my country has, you know, it, it hasn't been the same. We're still suffering from that war. We're still trying to recover and recoup from that war. And um, so one of the reasons I do this is, is, is for my country, is for the people back home who, you know, here in America, man, you could, you, 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 you could work 40 days and 40 nights, you know, you will become a somebody, you know, you'll become a somebody, you could, you could become a somebody, go viral off of something that's just idiotic, you know, but (laughs) back home, man, it's not like that. You have people that that have been working their whole life, you know, with circumstances that the, you know, people here, they, they can't, they can't make it. They will not be able to make it, you know? So it's it's pretty rough back there and I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for them to give them hope that, you know, if I could do it, we all could do it. If I could, you know, sacrifice my, 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 my state of mind, my body, my well being, if I could make sacrifices, I got you. You got me. It is it, it's just left with us, you know, to, to, to work together as a nation, unity. I wanna bring them I wanna bring my country together, man, and I wanna be able to provide things that that we don't have. Like right now in the UFC, there's no Liberian champion. There's no Liberian yeah. fighter as a whole. Forget the championship. There's no Liberian yeah, no fighter. Fighters. We have Ghanaian. We have Nigerian. We have... Um, yeah, Ghana is Nigerian, um, right? And Ghana is Nigerian. Yeah, and, and, and Ghana is um, actually... Um, Cameroon. Yeah, Cameroonian. Yeah, he's Cameroonian. Cameroonian. Um, yeah. and um Sadiq there you go. And um, what's his name? Um, Kamaru. Those are the Nigerian guys, you know. And I believe there's well, like, and Asania was the first African, the first African champion, right? From you know, from um, the continent. Kamaru. 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 That's Kamaru. right. That's right. Yeah, he was yeah. the first um natural born African champion. You African, know? right? Yeah, and um, they they're Nigerians, you know. But it, for me to <laughs> be the first Liberian. In the UFC, yeah. this, this means a whole lot. Like when I step in that cage, brother, I'm not just stepping there for me. I'm I'm, I'm stepping there for a nation. I'm stepping there for my little girl. I, I have so much motivation and so much, you know, so 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 much to fight for that it, it, I'm not. I'm man. Who's ever across that cage from me, man? They're in trouble if they're there for you know for a publicity stunt. If they're yeah, there because right. they want to try this out. If they're there because, you know, if, they're, if their why is not strong enough, I break them. I break them, you know? Even if their why is strong, bro, I just believe my yeah. why is, is, is the strongest thing in the world, you know? So, Absolutely. yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you, you being vulnerable and sharing about that. And, and if people don't know, um, more, they need to look into more about Liberia. I happen to have known some aid workers that have been involved in that and actually had a flea, kind of what you were talking about there over there, trying to help with medicine and nursing supplies because of the war. And then they got attacked and had to leave as well. So I, I do know a little bit of, of the country of Liberia. It's actually on the coast. It's actually a gorgeous 
got a gorgeous coastline on the mm-hmm. um, on the Atlantic mm-hmm. Ocean. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. But obviously, it's a it's a hurting nation, and I appreciate you bringing uh, not only your story but also, like you said, attention to Liberia, all of Africa, but also Liberia. It also shows you mentioned some of the the African champions. It shows that MMA, and I guess you could say any sport, because I know soccer's done this, or, or as they would as they would call it, football, but mm-hmm. it, it really brings people out. It really brings people together and brings people out of nations that otherwise you might never have heard their story. You know, so, it, it, you know, the, the, the fighting, whether it's in Ghana, whether it's um, Usman, you know, you're starting to hear people coming out of really bad situations, and so it's a, it's a privilege to talk to you, and I'm happy you're in a, a situation where you get to, like you said, you get to put effort in and get the rewards for that effort. Um, it's hard to follow up your conversation with Liberia with any fight-related question, but I do have a question. I was looking back. You made your debut, your amateur debut, in February of 2016, and you then made your pro debut. Fast forward a couple fights. You made your pro debut October of 2016, so it was eight months later. Between there, you had three wins in the amateur and one loss, and then obviously you also had your pro fight. So you had five fights in eight months in 2016. Can you walk us through kind of what led you to start training and then from that first amateur fight to your first pro fight, five fights in eight months, 2016 must have been crazy for you. So walk us through that a little bit. Um. Yeah, I, I you I think you're you're just now like bringing it to my attention that I had that many fights. <laughs> I, I didn't even really I, I love it so much, man, that I didn't even think yeah. about it like that, you know. Um, but 2016, man, that it it, it, it it I guess it was pretty busy, you know. I just I, I was so eager and hungry, and you know the desire in me was just burning like bright, you know. So, um, I took. I started training boxing first and then um, from boxing, man, I had a buddy of mine that was doing MMA. So, and then he kept on trying to convince me, bro, boxing is dead, man. Come on, dog. You know? So I'm just like, you know what? All right, cool. I, I give this a try. After I got done boxing, I had nothing else to look forward to. Then um, I started doing a little bit of Wing Chung um, in, sure. in, in, in a, a friend of mine's basement. Shout out to my Wing Chung instructor too, man. Greg, uh, um, Greg Hampton. Um, started doing Wing Chun and I walked in the, in his basement and I told him, I said, you know, what? I want to do MMA. He told me, he said, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like sports fighting because I believe a fight should last only six seconds, you know, but this sure. sports fighting stuff is taking a lot away. So, but he said, I'll make some exceptions. And for me, you know, he started training me, training me, training me a lot of stand up, man, a lot of kicks, a lot of punches. It was tough, you know? And, um, after that, I joined the gym, you know, joined, um, and then when I joined that gym, it was just, I just never looked back. It was like, yo, you have to, you have to get, um, you have to do this before you could get an MMA fight. I did it. You have to do that. They just, mm. they, they try to stop me because they feel as though, you know, I'm too eager, but I proved to them, sure. you know, and then on uh, my, my, my first amateur fight, um, first round knockout. So I didn't really, I trained hard for that fight. Yeah. But it just, it was over so quick that I'm just like, yeah. right, okay, well, let me do another one. And um, second fight, um, second round second knockout. Second round knockout, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, well, I'm knocking these guys out. It must be something, you know, that I'm meant to do. I, I love this. And um, in your third fight, you got a, a decision loss, and that was your yeah. only 
lost as an amateur. Did you get out wrestled? What, what happened in that fight? Because yeah. your last oh, fight in the amateur record, you knocked him out in round one, first minute. So talk us through the, the first amateur like, loss. First amateur loss, man, I'm like, I, I'm not a man of excuses, man, but I lost so much weight for that fight. That that was sure. like my first like real weight cut I've ever really had because my my um my first my first amateur fight I was supposed to fight at one seventy so I started a weight cut I, I walk around a little heavy I was walking around a little heavy that time but there was like yo you know what your opponent dropped out so now you could just fight at one eighty five so I'm like oh for real okay cool so um. I started, I just started eating and just chilling and, but I was training hard, but I could eat whatever I wanted to eat, you know? And um, I weighed in at like, what, 178. So I never cut weight for that fight. My second fight was a catch weight at one, um, one, 175 too. So I didn't really like put in too much to cut for that fight neither. Um, sure. my, my third fight now, oh man, I, I weighed in at, um, 170 but then when i got to the hotel they was like they said um mr powell this is a title fight so you're gonna have to weigh in at 168 on the dot i'm like you guys are kidding me right (laughs) so i literally like man like not to be explicit man my piss was hennessy brown it was hennessy brown bro yeah it was bad bro i was dehydrated and you know the amateurs man you have to um you have is the same day weigh-ins you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had a fight like what five hours, three hours later. There's no way in heaven or hell I could, you know, <laughs> rehydrate back to my natural self. Yeah, I got I, I definitely I got out Russell, man, broke my finger in half, had to pick it up, put it back in place. So that fight was <sighs> terrible, man. Um it, 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 it taught me something though, man. It taught me a lot, you know. I, I just I never give up. Never give up. Thank you, Mama. Go ahead, go watch your show, okay? Yeah, I never give up. Um before fight now, um, yeah. came back. That right there, <laughs> that fight right there changed my life. You know, yeah. Um, talk to us about I'm, that fight because when you fought him, he was a, something crazy record wise. He was yeah. nine and I think he was nine and three when he fought yeah. you, and you were yeah, two and yeah. one. So talk yeah, to yeah. us about that. That's Geoff Owens, but but talk to us about that fight because um, that's crazy. But go ahead. I crazy part about that for real is man, I never really looked at the record, man. I just looked at his fights, you know, like like Sam Orpiza said something to me that's gonna stick with me forever. He said records are for DJs. And I'm just like yeah. and I'm taking that and I'm running with it. You know. But back right. then, man, like like my heart, man, I'm I I just looked at his fights. I'm like, nah, this guy is not he's not he's not qualified. He's not, <laughs> he's not qualified to be in the cage with me. So um and mind you, my finger was still broken at the time. And so I, 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 all I was doing was just lifting weights, lifting weights, lifting yeah, weights. Yeah, it was so, two and a half months, two and a half months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, when I finally got back in the gym, man, I, my, my, you know, your confidence, my confidence comes from my work ethics, you know. So when I first seen him, I'm like, oh, man, he, he's, he's serious, man. He's really good. But then the more that I put in the work, the more I looked at, 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 at as my opponent as uh, he's he, he's serious, but he's not he's not dead serious. He's not he's not ready to die. I'm ready to die. So therefore, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to outwork him, you know. Um, but when 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 I fought this guy, man. <laughs> I don't know what it was, man, but when I stepped in the cage, I just felt like 
I was on, I, I, I felt, I felt, I felt like his superior, you know what I mean, man? And, um, he had a little pattern that I saw. And once I noticed the pattern, I exploited it right there and then. Um, it was like, what, it lasted a minute, a minute and two, yeah, uh, minute two and seconds. Two seconds. Yeah, minute man. And two straight, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> a straight left caught him on the chin. And, and that was just the beginning of the end for him, man. Sure. Straight left caught him on the chin. And that was, that was practically it for him. He tried to get up. Um, I did let him get up that fight. Um, but the punches was just too heavy for him, you know, but the craziest part about that fight, man, was that that right there was for a contract, you know, it was for a king of the cage contract. And I didn't even know it. I didn't yeah, even know that. It's king of the cage world amateur championship. But you didn't know it was for yeah. a contract. Was a yeah, I didn't know. Like I didn't know. Like, I didn't even know. Like after that fight, that means I go pro. You know, that means I go pro uh, with them. I never knew that I was signing a contract for me to be a professional fighter. I just thought I was about to go fight, you know, win some money. <laughs> and then right. boom, you know what I mean? I didn't think that fight right there was going to like put me on the path that I'm on now. You know, I didn't know that taking that fight and winning that fight, I was in like a five fight contract with King of the Cage. I'm just like, wow, yo, yo, it, it, it was, it was, it was something crazy, man. But, um, and that fight took place when September, September 3rd, September um, 3rd. And then your uh, pro debut was, was a October. month and five days later. Yeah. yeah a month yeah. and five days later. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, man, um, winning that fight, it, 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 it was, it was the beginning of everything, man. And, um, Fast forward into the into the pro debut, man. Sure. I I like I, I was you know, man. I, it's it's so much I want to say, but I gotta watch how I say it. <laughs> sure. Because you know I don't I don't I don't want to hurt no emotions and stuff. You know everybody emotion on that days. Oh sure. Well, well you're on. also in a different place in your life too. Trainers have changed. Lots of things have changed. But yeah, it was a tough debut for you. So go ahead, talk to us about it. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, that 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 debut right there, man. Um, so um, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Um, <laughs> it was it, it was the toughest. It was it, it was it was just all around, man. From beginning to end, was just so tough about that about about my pro debut, man. Um, a lot of things, you know. I experienced that I, I don't, I, I really don't want to experience again. And I know for a fact, I will not experience again because sure. of where I am and, and my surroundings yeah. right now, you know what I mean? My surroundings have definitely um, changed for the better. So. And that's um, what matters. You know? Yeah. It, where it, you it, are it, now it, matters it, a lot more. Yeah. I, I like to reflect though. You know, I like to reflect where sure. I was because I don't want to be there again. You know what I mean? It, the, the reminder of where I was, it, it motivates me to be better than who I was and, you know, surround myself with, with people who are knowledgeable about, you know, this field, what I'm trying to do with not, I can't say the rest of my life, but with, you know, with at least I could say half of my life. Yeah. But um, it was, it, it, it was a rough debut, man. It, it, it was pretty rough, man. <laughs> I, I, there's not much I can say without hurting people. I, I'll tell you the sure. truth. Sure. Fair enough. It was a rough. Be, yeah, yeah. People don't, are going to yeah. be pretty butthurt about, you know, some, 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 sure. some things. I mean, it's not really about their emotions, man, but it was, it was rough, man. 
Well, you know, we see it at all levels. We see it at all levels, uh, Thomas, that, and you've mentioned Sam. We want to keep mentioning Sammy O. And obviously you mentioned Joe Piper and that group in Philly that he's really raising up you being one of them of these, these monsters, both at amateur and then pro level. There's a great um, documentary on body bags that's out there that obviously I recommend anybody jumping on YouTube. It's the body, the body bags. Um, Joey Pfeiffer's story is available on YouTube for free. It's really great. But I, I think what's so important when, when you think back, like you said, and we just came through Thanksgiving, is when you, when you reflect on how bad things were, whether it was training partners, whether it was your mindset, whether it was coaching, it makes you more grateful for where you are now and makes you appreciate because we even see it at the pro levels. I mean, we've seen some disastrous camp breaks up, breakups at UFC level where a fighter get some type of emotional situation with a trainer or a coach and they're never the same again or whatever. So it is really valuable. And that's, what's so important about the amateur and uh, pro development where you are now, where you, you got to get things squared away and figured out, which what you're doing. Um, and mm-hmm. I think going back to what you said in the beginning was you felt like your fight that you just had um, is just the tip of what you can now do because of your training situation, your mindset. So um, the, the the question isn't when you're going to fight again, because that, that can be a pressured question. Sometimes those contracts, like the question is, what would you like to display or do, or what's your mindset going in to your next fight whenever that happens? Um, My next fight, bro, Um, I just... I feel as though now, now they, now, now, you know, they, 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 they clearly see that Thomas, the same man pile could definitely take you down and, 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 and just out wrestle you or, you sure. know, jujitsu is good. So my next fight, man, I just, I, I, I just, I, I just want to flow to tell you the truth. I just want to flow, bro. Like I, I, I can't really like make no plan. It depends on like who, who to put in front of me. We're going to, you know, dissect them limb from limb but i just i just want to flow man i want to have fun in the process but i just want to i just i just want to flow man i just want to flow it's going to get violent i'm going to hurt some people best believe that i'm going to hurt some people in the process of flowing and having fun but um I just want to flow, bro. I just, you know what I mean? I, I, I say my prayers and I just want, you know, God is going to take sure. control. You know, I put, I put everything up there to him. He's going to take control of all that. But I have some plans on my own, man, that, that, you know, people are just going to have to tune in. You know, people are just going to have to tune in and watch what's next and see what happens next. Because now, you know, they don't know what's going to happen next. They don't know if everybody expects me to just knock people out now. You know what I mean? But now they see that, you know, Thomas Fowler has evolved in this sport. You know, I feel as though I, I, I definitely like, I had a late start, you know what I mean, in this sport, man. So the goal now is just to learn as much as I, as I can, as quick as I can, you know what I mean? And I'm learning. Absolutely. I'm picking up, man. I'm, I'm I'm definitely picking up, especially with the people around me, Tom Garrison, my, my, my jiu-jitsu coach, Ricardo, Ricardo McLaurice, you know, Rick, Balance Studios, you know, um, I'm 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 picking up so fast, man. I'm picking up I'm picking up fast, and it, it's a scary thing for these people out here that think that I'm just a one trick pony. They they gonna have to tune in, you know, and 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 then I'm gonna tune them out. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. Well, from a sports psychology standpoint, you mentioned the word flow, and there's a ton, there's probably more research on flow state uh, athletic performance than there needs to be. But the concept for someone who hasn't been a fighter or for someone who's not a counselor or a sports psychologist is that what happens a lot of times when people get an athletic performance, whether it's football, no matter what sport it is, contact sport, could be bowling. It doesn't matter what sport it is. When the pressure's on, darts, you ever see darts, it's crazy tense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever the, the, the sport is, the concept of flow is that you're able to access what your body can do when you need it to do it, which is way harder than it sounds. And that's why I think it does make the most sense in MMA when guys have game plans. Um, you know, we all quote Mike Tyson in the fight world um, that, you know, game plans go out the window when you get punched in the face. But the reality is that it's so much better to be in a flow state because that way you're not looking for a technique. The techniques are just coming out when you need Mm -hmm. them, when when the situation, and you see that a lot in like you're talking about takedowns because you don't have a huge wrestling background. You you don't need to. One of the greatest wrestlers of all times in the UFC, GSP, did not wrestle prior to MMA. He learned it as a skill for MMA. And I look at his wrestling takedown percentage and all that he did. He's one of the greatest wrestlers in an MMA mindset and world. So I do think the flow is so important. I'm glad that's your mindset. And also, um, there's a fighter out here, a pro fighter, um, that I've interviewed for that fights for two, four, seven fighting championship, a couple of those in Pittsburgh. Cause I'm from Pittsburgh who, who does the DJ line. So I'm glad you got that from Sammy. O. but he likes when I interview him in the cage, he always likes to use the, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, records are for DJs. It's a great mindset to have because you can put so much pressure, which doesn't need to be there on having your record. What's more important is the development you're having and a shout out. Cause I took a quick mental note when he said Wing, Wing Chung, it's, it's not the most, it, it's, it's not known the most from MMA because the mindset's different. Like you pointed out your, your, uh, the, the master said like it's street fighting. It's to like cripple and disable and kill. However, Tony Ferguson has used elements of Wing Chung for his unique sort of striking. And so what's interesting about MMA is there's, ne- I don't think there's ever going to be an end to what you can incorporate into MMA. If it's yeah. out there, if you know how to incorporate it, we, we saw Ronda Rousey do incredible things with judo, but the, the problem is she also sort of limited herself. I mean, obviously, you know, she did as best she could, but there, there became a ceiling there when her judo didn't work, you know, and that's yeah, why it's so important to constantly be incorporating different things. Um, go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing about her too, man. And, and, and uh, like, if you, if you, if you want to, stick to one thing you you will get exposed and like you said man this this sport is constantly evolving that's one of the scariest thing and that's something that just motivates me um there's always somebody working harder than you to to punch you in the face and embarrass you in front of thousands of people if that if that thought right there does not you know make you stay up at four o'clock in the morning or wake up at six o'clock in the morning and just keep working then this sport is not for you you know what i mean like just that thought like in every, like, going into my fights, man, my state of mind is that this man is working harder than me. A buddy of mine once told me that, you know, if you overestimate your opponent, you can never go wrong. And once he yeah. told me that, it changed, it changed my whole perspective, man. So once I get an opponent, I'm like, this guy is bigger, stronger, faster. He's everything. So now best, that wrestler ever, best wrestler ever. Best wrestler ever. Best striker. Right, sure. He can knock me out at any second, you know. 
So, you know, like, I'm just like that, that right there. I'm like, okay, cool. That, that, that makes me stay in the gym till 4 a.m. That makes me wake up at six o'clock. You know, I'm, I, I want to do the things that he might not be doing. I'm not saying he's not doing it, but he might not be doing it. You know, because it's yeah, the only person you could control is yourself. Right. And exactly. that's a lot of, a lot of fighters say that, you know, like the reality is you can't control what happens in there. You can only control what you're, what you're capable of doing. So it's cardio, it's technique, it's determination, because you don't want to ever say, Oh, that your opponent's not doing it. Your opponent probably is doing it. It's, yeah. it's what you're going to bring to the table. Like your most recent opponent that you were saying, it's a great feeling to be in a fight. Like you were pointing out and suddenly, Oh, this is working. He, his clinch mm-hmm. isn't better than mine. He's not stronger than me. And this, Oh, look, I just hit that takedown. He didn't do anything to stop it. I, I've been training for him to be better at, at defending that. And that's it's a much better mindset than after fights where you hear fighters talk about, oh, I didn't think he'd be so good in this. Yeah, no, I didn't I think mean. he'd be good at the clinch or I didn't know he had sweeps. What do you mean? You know, so I, I think that's a great, it, that's, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fight. Well, you know, and, and, and this is, this is definitely true in the developmental stages where some fighters think, well, if we talk trash or if we say it's going to be a striking war and then they take me down, that they weren't honorable. You know, I've known some fighters that are like, you said you were going to bang with me and then you took me down. The reality is MMA is not winning the fight. And so the better you can be in all areas, hats off to anybody that that is better in an area. And that's why you're trying to get better. So you've already said some thank yous. Um, Let's end on some more thank yous or anything you want to, you want to throw out there. I loved that you said tune in. We definitely want to tune in to the Sandman Thomas Powell in the future. And I'd love to have you on maybe when you get your next fight a couple weeks before your next fight we could have you on build it up to the next fight maybe something like that but uh end us on whatever you want to leave us with including thank yous or what you know something something about the future whatever you want to end it on all right um yeah yo first thing first man i just want to thank the almighty you know i'm 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 a god-fearing man and um you know i just i just really want to just thank god for you know the opportunities that he has blessed me with you know i, I feel very blessed in this point in my life, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm even breathing right now, you know, and, and, and just, you know, the, the, the people that are around me right now, you know, they know who they are. They know exactly who they are. And big, 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 thank you. And shout out to those people that are around me who are very genuine at heart, you know, because that's, that's, that's tough to find. Everybody got motive. Everybody has ulterior motive. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, some, some people seek instant gratification. You know, but the people who are around me right now, thank you to those people. Big thank you and big shout out to those people. You know, um, may God just continue to bless those people. And um, man, it's 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 my 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 family. You know what I mean? My family, my friends, um, people, the people that I call during my fight. Af- I mean, after my fight, before my fight, they know exactly who they are. You know, they know exactly who they are, man. And um, I just, I, I really want to thank them. And when I send them this link, they'll definitely go ahead and, and, and tune in and, and, and take a listen. And they know exactly who they are, man. I don't, I don't really have to say too much. But, um, and I'd like to thank you too, my brother. I'd li- I like to thank you for, you know, giving me a little platform for me to be able to, to, to voice who I am, where I'm from, and what I do. And thank my, 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 my true supporters out there, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're not a supporter, whoever you are, you know, just, I, I just want, I, I give thanks, man. Cause I, I know for a fact that 
whether you want to see me win, you want to see me lose, you still want to see me, point blank, period, you know? So I thank them all. Thank you, brother. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my privilege and honor to have you on. I'm happy to give you the platform anytime to talk about your personal journey, the, the country you love and are from in Liberia, as well as your, your journey, your your family. It's a beautiful story, and I'm happy to be catching you in, in the rise of what's going on in your life, and you're more focused and you're more dedicated to the future. Can't wait to see what comes your way in the future. Thanks so much for coming on. To everybody listening, continue to follow Thomas the Sandman Pal. We, we wish him all the best in the future. Thanks, Thomas, for coming on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate, I, I appreciate everything, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you, man.